0: See, the psychology of what I'm about to tell you I find fascinating. Are you ready for this, Tiki? Are you sitting down, Sean? Are you yes. ready?
3: I- I'm sitting down.
0: There's this wonderful basketball reporter for The Athletic. His name is Fred Katz. He genuinely does a tremendous job. I like him. Okay. Fred Katz. So what did he do wrong? Because you wouldn't be bringing this up unless he did something uh, egregious. Uh, egregious. Well, that's that's uh, beauty's in the eye of the beholder, Tiki. <laughs> Fred Katz wrote an article. And he decided to tweet out said article because that's what you do as a reporter. Of course. The headline is, when everyone is happy, everyone's happy. Story on the returns of Barrett and Quickly, the emergence of OG as plus minus royalty, Mm -hmm. and a couple of teams that made a trade three weeks ago, and knowing what we know now, would certainly do it again. Sounds good. I'm excited to click on the article. The link he put up was not the article. (laughs) Which one? (laughs) The link he put up. Was no. a website from something called Chatterbait. I'm whipping one out. No. If you're not familiar with... Ch- it sounds like you are familiar with Chatterbait. <laughs> are you? He just had a weekend without wife and kids. Uh, I am not familiar, but I know <laughs> Chatterbait is. a is uh, an adult website which you could chat. Put it that way. So for a few minutes before Fred realized his mistake, because it's now been deleted, but as you know, everything lives on the internet. It's How been screenshotted. possible? Oh, I can tell you tell You, you want to hear a couple of ways? Y- y- how did he... <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. About the
2: jumbo package.
0: I mean, okay, whatever. Like, <laughs> it confuses you on how this could have happened? No.
2: like it. I'm assuming he's at... I guess not. Because nobody <laughs> works from computers anymore at offices. He's probably at home.
1: <laughs> right?
2: He copied and pasted something to the... <laughs> yes! <laughs> and his clipboard had the wrong yes! link on it.
0: He had just... <laughs> Searched this or watched this or done this. bust.
2: Engaged in this. Engaged in this.
0: And when he copied and pasted, because maybe there was some copy and pasting going on so that he could copy and paste, all of a sudden the wrong thing uh, came out. I'm whipping one out.
3: Good for him. Good for him. Good for him. You know what? You write a great piece. This is a big weekend for the Nixon Raptors. And you want to blow a little steam off, celebrate yeah. after, and then you just happen to... Look, <laughs> recent... Like you said clipboard. I don't think he's a big deal. He's a man. He's a man
0: with needs and urges. I don't think he committed any kind of crime. The only thing I think Fred should do is address it. That's all. I think he should tweet out. He hasn't, I don't think, and say, hey, guys, sorry. I do highly recommend the video, though. Uh-huh. Right, F-O he should own it say. a little bit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> the psychology of this is amazing. Uh, we've been told, I have to look it up, that he's already tweeted about it. Sorry. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh.
0: Okay, we have uh, breaking news about that?
3: Yeah, hold on. Because then there's other breaking news you may want to get to. Wait, hold on. Is Fred Katz going to be blocked?
0: Fred about Kat- the Jumbo package. Fred Katz block you?
3: No, never mind. I had the wrong Katz. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> he uh, has addressed it. Uh, he has addressed it. Yes, go ahead. Um. Wait, no, Zoo. That's a bum story. (laughs) He just retweet, just retweeted, including the okay, including the people who click on this link, and he highlighted this, and it was the real link. So he didn't really make it. He didn't mention it though. He
0: didn't say. No. Listen, I was having fun on a Friday. I was working from home.
2: My apologies
0: for those
2: that uh, are offended. (laughs) That's what you say.
0: Uh, It's one of those things where he didn't do, did he do something wrong? Look, he's an adult male. Anthony Gallo is here, works at this company. What's up,
1: Anthony? He added, so the original tweet said, when everyone is happy, everyone is happy. Talking about the Knicks. He added on that, when he tweeted out again, he goes, in a perfectly appropriate way. Uh, (laughs) Peacock.
0: (laughs) Thanks for the clarification, Thank you, Gallo. We appreciate that. I could totally see Sean doing that accidentally. I could see as he puts out a video reacting to like a brutal Yankee loss. Uh You know, accidentally, instead of the video coming out, it's the last thing he was watching. Peacock.
3: Because it was late at night. Well, hope you like (laughs) stepsisters.
0: I tell you, man, one thing I've learned, I am so careful with what I email (laughs) and what I tweet. Because email is the same thing, man. same thing.
2: Right. I'll never forget once an email is gone especially if it's multiple people you're sending it to, it's, it, you're you're dead.
0: You're dead. I once accidentally, when I was working at XM Radio, I was 21 years old. I was a freaking kid. I accidentally replied all to a company email and used the word that I can't even use on the air. Mm-hmm. That sometimes is really exciting. Actually, it's very much related to this video. Uh, when you're done, like yeah, it's yeah. exciting. Yay. Right. And I used that word. But worst of all, I spelt it wrong. And it was sent to the entire company. <laughs> and from that moment, I was like, man, I have got to be so careful. So, Fred Katz has learned when you're watching your adult stuff, just make sure you don't link it with a Knicks story. Especially, it's bust. Especially when it says everybody's <laughs> happy. I play the. Go ahead. You know,
3: your stupid chatter. Well, the audience doesn't know. Mm -hmm. Tell the audience. Okay. Uh, Josh Hader and the Astros are in agreement on a five-year, $95 million contract. Mm, I wouldn't want to pay that. Uh, The deal continues. No deferrals. It's the largest present-day value contract for a relief pitcher in baseball history.
0: So that's about $19 million a year. Yep. It's one of those things where, is he worth $19 million a year? Do you want to give closer five years? I get the risk that's involved. I understand. I understand you saying right now I wouldn't give him that. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to win a world championship. The Yankees are trying to win a world championship, well, and one Astro, thing are the Astros trying to win a world championship.
2: Obviously, me. they're trying
0: to get another one. Yes, of course they are. And Ryan Presley's been a, a pretty darn good closer. Mm-hmm. They did lose Kendall Graveman for the year, so it's almost sort of replacing him. But I looked at it as if I'm going all in right now, which I am. And I just made a big offer to Blake Snell, which he said no to. So I clearly have the money to spend because I made that big offer to Blake Snell. I'm going for it. And one of the things I heard, because Susan brought this up yesterday. Susan Waldman joined us. And I've heard a few Yankee fans say this. Our bullpen's not a problem. Well, I disagree with you. Despite having the best ERA in the American League last year out of the bullpen, I would ask you, well, who was a part of that bullpen? A few guys weren't here anymore. Mm -hmm. Michael King was a part of that bullpen. He's not here anymore true. Wandi Peralta can still be here, but right. he's not right he's now. He's a free agent. He's so a free you agent. Still,
2: you could still re-sign him, which you're starting to hear maybe is a possibility for yes, the Yankees.
0: W- which they should. It, it's not. Even though Brian Cashman's done a marvelous job build, building bullpens year in and year out, that doesn't make it a slam dunk. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine because it's always fine. You had a chance to go out and add the best closer in baseball to this bullpen, or at least one of the best closers in baseball, to this bullpen. And in my opinion, take you from an in-the-mix team, which is what they are, Mm -hmm. to maybe the team in the American League. So my opinion, with no ulterior motives, was, as I said to you two weeks ago and two days ago, if I'm the Yankees in an all-in offseason, I'm going for it, and Josh Hader would have been the perfect guy to add. I think that's fine.
3: I don't think ultimately if the Yankees meet their fate of losing to the Astros again in the postseason, the difference will be they had hater and the Yankees do not. And that's where I stand on a period. And like we've pointed out, keep denying it, keep pushing it. The owner told you he doesn't think they should have to go over a certain amount to keep feel the competitive team. If that's the case, you want to keep Juan Soto here long term. I think we we're officially in keep every penny until next offseason. Territory. Yeah, but you're yeah. trying to
0: win now! You can win now!
2: Yeah, I mean, But why can't they win now? Because they don't have a an extra bullpen arm? No, no, no. Right? Because Clay you're... Holmes is he he's fine. He's not, you know, he's not Edwin Diaz, but he's he's also not a bum.
0: I never said he's a bum, but you need more than one reliever. And What if you trust Ian Hamilton's going to be great again? You're trusting well, Ron Monarch- I, I gonna like Maranacho going to be fine But you get right? Scott Efros back.
2: Efros right. is back. Right? <laughs> Tune in is the audio
3: platform
0: with something for everyone.
1: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
0: <laughs> you, don't, you don't like him? It's not that I don't like him. He didn't pitch last year. Of he just had did. surgery. I okay. Mean, and you
3: guys are all confident because the bullpen's good Every Oh, year. excuse me. What? So you mean to tell me you're not confident in players not playing for a year and coming back and being great the next year? Yeah, I yeah. don't
0: have a lot of confidence in Edwin Diaz missing a season. If you no, listened no. to Rico,
3: you would have heard I'm that. I'm talking
0: about your so quarterback. You could turn the oh. – <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> My quarterback. I have no other choice with my quarterback. Okay, well,
3: we have no other choice
0: but to hope Scott. You, God, you have is another
2: good. choice. You could have added a bullpen. I mean,
0: you don't not have another 95, choice. Not for ninety five. Not right, for ninety
2: five million dollars. That's why I said I don't. I wouldn't have paid him. That. You
0: guys just offered one hundred and fifty million dollars to Blake Snell.
2: Well, and, and, okay, Blake Snell's a Cy Young winner, and, and he's Josh Hader one a star, of the best closers in a, the he's in a NFL. starting pitcher. But we have a pretty good closer, and so like overspending. To solidify the bullpen. See, now this feels like the Evan troll on the on team. T- it's t- not like. a troll. I've been seeing it this for feels weeks, like. t- I, t- hey, t- You guys should have gone after Josh Hader. The fact that he went to the Astros is, a, is an indictment oh, no, on no, what on, you hold did in the offseason. Before you
0: continue, I've been saying hater for weeks. I it's know. not like I woke up today and I said, let know. me troll you.
2: I know, but I don't, I don't think that the Yankees looked at Hader the same way that you looked at Hader, especially with the number. It's the same reason that they turned down, or at least turned away, from Blake Snell. Because the number is too big. They right? all, these, guys want, these guys want financial security for the next half a decade. Yeah, but, but, and the Yankees see, aren't willing to do
0: that. What right did now. the Yankees offer Blake Snell? If memory serves correct, they offered him $150 million. Five years $150. Right. And so okay. he wants two plus. Forget that. They offered him five years $150, right? right? Okay? Yes. Five years $150. They offered him that. The New York Yankees just watch Hader go to Houston okay. for five years, ninety five. Okay, I'm, I'm telling, telling starting you, a pitcher you does not equal does not equal closer. I understand that. I'm telling you, in my opinion, I would be more willing to go five ninety five for Hader than Evan, five one fifty for Blake Snow. Evan, Do you disagree with that? I wouldn't. No, I'm not giving any of that to the to these guys. But it's the, Yankees, too much. the Yankees were. I disagree
3: with no, that, Evan. This is like the fourth day in a row. I have to make this point. At some point next year or the year after, the Yankees are going to hand out another starting pitcher deal like the one they would have paid. Uh, Blake Snell, whether they would have had a hater or not. So by ignoring that, it's keeping the money for Soto. That's all this is. There's no reason to go 100 mil for a reliever when you need every penny to sign the, what's going to be the biggest contract
0: next the year. The reason it's worth going to that kind of money for a reliever is when you're in a season, which I don't know if you fully accept, Tiki does, that this is a win now, mm-hmm. all-in season, based on the contract status of Juan Soto, based on the age of Garrett Cole and Aaron Judge, this is it. doesn't mean you can't win next year or the year after. Well, didn't they, but they just tell cr- you it's not an all-in one season? They just told you that Brian by Kansman not Cashman going- was telling us we're not to win it.
3: They are in it to win it, but they're in it to win it in 2025. Right. They're in it to win it in 2026. By not going and allowing Hayter to go to Houston and not upping it, Brian Cashman just sent the biggest message to everybody who thinks Soto's leaving the Yankees. They are in it to win it for the next few years, but they were not just good. one year.
0: Yeah, but you don't know if you're going to keep Juan Soto. You I know that, right?
3: Yeah, I think they're sending you a pretty big message. They're going to do everything in their power to make sure, sure they don't sure. lose him.
0: I think they're going to try to keep Juan Soto. Mm-hmm. I do. I don't know if they're going to be able to. Because they tried to sign Yamamoto. They were out bed. They were opinionated by multiple teams for yeah. him.
2: Did they really? I, I
0: I, think- yes, I think really. Well, you think that was all a facade? No,
2: I honestly think that most intelligent general managers who were in on the Yamamoto, and I'm going to lump in Otani here, realized at some point that this was a, this was, you know, what not in the wind, right? They, they Both those guys were heading to the Dodgers, and you could see it from a mile away. And after a while, you don't look at it as a loss. Like, you didn't lose it because you never really had them. And so, yeah, they'd been willing if it was there, if it was sitting just up on a pedestal, we could just go grab it and take it, sure. But that pedestal was to the moon. There was no way they were getting at either one of those guys. And so... Their expectation for the offseason reset as soon as both those guys did what everybody expected them to do.
0: Yeah, but go to the Dodgers. Otani's different because I don't think they ever pursued him. And you're right, they never had a chance. The Yankees talked as a team, or like a team, that thought they were getting Yamamoto. That's why I don't buy this idea that that was a fake effort. They were trying to get him. They got outbid. It happens. They tried to get him. As we sit here today, there are five weeks until pitchers and they catchers report.
2: Like everybody else did.
0: Well, I think Just like ultim- the Mets did. Yes, ultimately we found out that. But I'm saying in the moment, the Yankees were trying to get him. Sean's acting like it was a fake pursuit. That's BS. No, no, it's not a fake pursuit. I think they would have took him at their
3: price. Like I
0: said, they're going to hand
3: out one of these contracts, but they realized, again, we're not going to go above and beyond because of everything I'm telling you and everything that you started the conversation with on the fan months ago about the Yankees keeping Soto. The Yankees are telling you with every one of these moves with not getting a player. You could say they could try to keep him. They are not going to be outbid for Soto. And I know that's too bad how mm-hmm. sad time for you and all the Met fans. It has
0: nothing We're to do with to the Mets. It. it has to do with the okay. fact that this is a year in which you're going for it, which I admire. You could still go for it without Hater, And I, it's not the only year they're going for it. i, I know saying. that's not the only piece, but are you done? Like, are you good? Have you finished your meal? Have you burped and said, I'm good. Let's just start pitchers and catchers. I'm for six-figure, like, or seven-figure, how many figures are we talking seven. about? Seven.
3: Yeah, <laughs> seven figure contract? Yeah, I'm good. That doesn't yeah. mean you don't add. They're not. They're, I'm sure they'll add another bullpen arm or two at the right price. Okay, yeah.
0: fiscally responsible. Sean Morash on the, the
2: Yankees.
3: Yankees. Oh, do I wish that the Yankees would just hand out this stuff like monopoly money? The, I am being
2: fiscally right, responsible. But you also have to realize that you have a big number in Judge. You got a big number in Soto, and he's only here for a year. You still got a big number, uh, in and Stanton. It's just a it, Cole's got a big number. It's a
0: lot of big numbers. I understand that, and I will tell you this. This is not something I'm telling you after it happened. Mm -hmm. This is something I've told you for weeks, so there's no trolling involved. It's an opinion. And the other opinion I have is it is very easy, and I understand why you do it, and Susan did it, and Sean does it, and the Yankee fans do it, of I got no worries about the bullpen because at the end of the day, it's always good. And it has been. Like, I give Brian Cashman a ton of credit for that. He always seems to build a really good bullpen. I don't know if we can just sit here and assume that, though. And if I have a chance to get better, and I have a chance to give myself certainty at the back end of my bullpen, I don't think it's a crazy idea to pursue the best available player. The only thing
2: we're arguing over here is money. That's it. The money wasn't worth it for the Yankees. And I get it, and I'm completely okay with it. Me too. That's it
3: by the way, it doesn't does have to be either or. We can acknowledge, eh, there's parts of the Yankee bullpen I don't fully trust. But also acknowledge, I'd be worried out of my mind all year, not even be able to enjoy the season if they just handed Josh A this contract knowing, oh my really? God. It would, have,
0: it would have affected the season. Because mentally, bread. I would have
3: been staring and realizing the breadcrumbs are there for Soto leave. I think there's just another example Soto
0: staying. Huh? It took a major positive out of this. no negative in the fact that the Houston Astros, your bugaboo, the team you still need to get past yeah. ultimately Guess to what? accomplish the goal. Of getting back to a World Series. No issue that it's the Astros go who signed stop. him. Go sign Robert Stevenson, would you? Exactly. Oh, <laughs> Seriously now? Let's go, Teak. We're going nuts about Robert Stevenson. <laughs> By the way. <laughs> Not at all.
3: <laughs> Robert Presley, Elvis Presley. Ryan Presley. Ryan Presley, Josh yeah. Hader. One, one season as a closer. Good luck getting Soto and Judge out back to back. Jose Altuve. Hey, look at this confidence you guys have.
0: <laughs> Where did this game? What's so odd to me, Sean, is you're one of those Yankee fans who back in September and October... And early November, we're using every cuss word in the world to describe Brian Cashman and this franchise and this organization. Yeah, but then he signed Soto or traded for Soto. And, and now and the arrogance is back just yeah, like that. Yeah, By yes. the
3: way, you know yes. what? You know where hater comes into effect? When you're leading into the ninth, you ever gonna lead through six innings versus this Yankee Lano? <laughs> Justin Verlander. <laughs> Not worried. <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, well, there you go. Breaking news. Josh Hader is going to the Houston Astros. I will give you this prediction, Giant fans. At least it wasn't the Dodgers. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine? No. Oh <laughs> i give you this prediction, Giant fans. And I have been very good with my Giant predictions this year. You have to mm-hmm. You have to hand that to me. Mm-hmm. Whether it's nailing their win-loss record. Take your bow for 6-11. Thank you. Uh, there's more than that. But, sure, I'll take a bow for that. Uh, their hot streak. Remember when Sean yeah. said they wouldn't win another yeah, game? Take your right curtsy
2: for the hot streak.
0: Wink Martindale <laughs> will not be back as defensive coordinator. Take uh, a was bow easy. for that. That was easy. You disagreed with me. Uh, like don't just... give me He'll give me. that was easy. Yeah, it, I mean, I disagree with you because I, I wanted to wait to stay here. But it was easy to see. Uh, Come uh, don't make me pull the audio. Here's my educated guess. It's an educated guess. This is not, I don't have sources inside the giant organization. I'm certainly not going to make that up. Just reading the tea leaves of the back and forth between Wink and Dayball through the media Mm -hmm. and reports about that coaching staff. I'm going to give you a prediction. So, number one, you tell me if it'll be right. And number two, Giant fans, you got to tell me if this would worry you. Mm -hmm. Mike Kafka will not be the offensive coordinator of the Giants next year because he's going to take a lateral job as an OC elsewhere. He will not be the offensive coordinator. I don't think he's getting a head coaching job. Because if he gets a head coaching job, I think it's one of those, you know what, Good for you. Good luck. Mm-hmm. We'll see you some other time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's no controversy out of that. Just good for you. But if this man takes a lateral job to be an offensive coordinator elsewhere, does it worry you that a lot of the uh, crap that's been put out there over the last week no. about the relationship between Wink and Dable and Dable with his coaches, specifically Kafka, that it turned out to be true and, ooh, maybe Dable has to change?
2: No. I think if Dable changed, and he'd be undermining himself. You have to be authentic to who you are. And, and if people don't like working with you, then you got to find other people to work with. right? So I think Mike Kafka views himself as this up-and-coming coordinator who's going to get a head coaching job. In fact, I think he's interviewing for the Seattle job uh, this week, or maybe he already did. So he sees himself on that track. And if he can't work with, with Brian Dable because – they see play calling differently, then go take another job someplace else. And by the way, I think it would be better for the Giants because Brian Dable's strength, as we all know, is falling plays. That's what he did in, in – in, in, I think he did it in, in Buffalo. I think he did it in uh, in Alabama as well. At least he was part of call him, helping call him plays down in Alabama. So do what you do best, especially now that you've figured out how to be a head coach. So I wouldn't mind it. So why not just would get be, rid of him? Would then? it be troubling? Because
0: he's, I think he's a good coordinator, and he's got... But he's, everything you just described, which I respect, comes from a place of then why even employ the guy? Because you need a coordinator. You need somebody
2: who can work well with the young quarterbacks that are, are, are going to be brought in, right? Whether that's Daniel Jones, who, by the way, is still young. Whether it's Tommy DeVito, if he's still in that in that room, and whoever they end up acquiring. And I think it'll be, be a draft, either second rounder, or they move up, like you said, and get a first round, uh, get someone in the first round. I think the Giants need somebody who's competent to to grow young quarterbacks. If you don't have that, a la the Jets when they drafted Zach Wilson, we see the disaster that happens. Mike Kafka's talented, right? He worked with Pat Mahomes in Kansas City. He's he's a, under the Andy Reid umbrella. He had a year of success last year. Like he's had some successes, but I mean, if he if he sees his path somewhere else, go someplace else. All right, Hold on. I'm right. not mad at you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to get frustrated by that. I'm not going to get offended
0: by that. It just is what it is. All right, so I'm writing this down. No concern if Kafka leaves. Now, do you think Kafka leaves? Are you with me on my educated guess? Yeah, I think he does. Oh, look at that. Okay. How about that? All right, how about you, Sean? I think
3: he leaves, and I think he should leave, and it should be the Giants telling him to kick rocks. Well, that's, <laughs> that's
0: kind of what I'm saying. Like yeah, if, if what you just described, which I totally understand, mm-hmm. is the case, and that's the feeling inside of... Of that facility, what's it sponsored by? The uh, Quest Diagnostics. The Quest Di, I like doing that mm-hmm. in front of in the Quest Diagnostics building. Then just get rid of the guy, like it, like Lugie. I think he would be bothered if I my attitude was, you know what, just go find another job. Like yeah, if you leave, I won't be devastated. Wouldn't you say? Then just get rid of me if that's the way you feel about me, right? Yeah, absolutely. Cut yeah. bait or let me go
3: out there and do my thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's not like an anti kafka the person, or even he can't be a good coach. But let's be real about this. Their offense was an extreme weakness that did not take a step forward. For right. whatever reason, O-line, right. quarterback, whatever. It's his job to oversee it. Clearly, Dable had some arguments. I don't like head coaches having to call plays, especially when they haven't figured it out. But Dable's had two years to figure out how
2: to be a head coach now. I'm right. okay with him and going and back. that's my point. To
3: go call plays now. All right, so
2: here, here's the thing. Like, we think about an offensive coordinator, and the only thing we want to talk about is, oh, well, the quarterback did well. Oh, you, you know, he found this wide receiver. But an offensive coordinator's job... It's to find out what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are. And the Giants' weakness was never addressed in play calling, ever, at all, right? We're just going to keep dropping back and letting our quarterbacks get m- murdered, right? We're not going to move pockets. We're not, well, they finally started to do that a little bit with Tommy DeVito and, and Tyler Taylor at the end of the season. But Daniel Jones got destroyed, Yeah. right? And it was, it was was it was frustrating to watch him just drop back and get hit. And knowing that he's an athlete, that he can move, that his biggest threat is with his legs, you never saw it. And so while I keep hearing these nonsense, you know, takes that it's such an indictment on Brian Dable that Mike Kafka might not be here, maybe Mike Kafka
0: just wasn't good last year. And it's an can, indictment more on Mike Kafka. Can two things be true? I mean, of course. Because but... the way I view it, as an independent football observer, Mm -hmm. is I agree with you about Mike Kafka. I agree with both of you guys. I ain't that impressed. If he left from a performance standpoint, I can't argue with you. Right. Imagine me trying to argue with such a brilliant offensive coordinator. I wouldn't do it. And by the way, McGee was the same way. Yeah.
2: Like, I'd watch special teams for the New York Giants and be frustrated that those guys didn't know what the hell they were doing. 100%. so, is that on Dave's? Or is it on Dabe's to hold him accountable, which he did? Is it on Dabe's to hold his offensive coordinator accountable, which he did? Sometimes taking the play calling away from him—that's what a good head coach does. And so the narrative that oh, this sounds—it sounds like trouble for the Giants because Dabe's has problems with his coordinators. Well, maybe the coordinator sucked in those moments.
0: Uh-oh. You should have a problem with them. My, I'm my, serious. My second part may cause Tiki to yell at me. I'm just I'm a little concerned right now. Uh, so the first part is I agree, Kafka mm-hmm. ain't that good. We're we're good. We're buddies. Right. I don't know, man. Like if. All these coordinators are leaving and they don't want to be here. Hey, a little, a little concerning. Just a little bit. No. Tiny bit? To no. me, it's
2: it's it's what you put on the eye in the sky, don't lie. Yeah, that's, but that's you that's the brought cliche. that
0: guy in. You know what I mean?
2: Okay, fine.
0: It's like a president but, uh, who like so, fire someone so, in the administration. I, you I, brought that I in. I will tell you
2: something. Yes. That most people don't talk about. The hardest thing about being a head coach is hiring your staff. Now, if you if you know all the guys, for instance, down in, in Houston, um, uh D'Amico Ryans. His stat, I do not say it was easy for him to do, but he basically took Kyle Shanahan's guys. Right. Right? All right, Bobby Slowick, you're the quarterback coach for the Kansas, for the uh, San Francisco 49ers. You know, you're probably not gonna go B O C in the 49ers because that's Kyle's job. How about you come with me? right the defensive coordinator who was the defensive linebacker coach whatever it was in San Francisco how about you come with me there's a familiarity because we have worked together for the last 3 years right if you if it's easy to hire those guys and you know exactly where they are and their philosophies are exactly the same of yours and you see everything the same way it's easy but when all of a sudden you got to go outside of that and Brian Dable couldn't take he couldn't take uh I mean maybe he could have, but I don't know if we would have wanted to. The offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. He couldn't take him because he was gonna stay and become the offensive coordinator for the for the Bills himself. Uh right. So it it's hard. And so you end up relying on advice from people that aren't in your circle
0: and m- he makes mistakes. Yeah, but it seems like every coordinator, everybody on his staff, McGa- he, McGa- there's McGa- a breakup with. McGa- right, there. but no, no, but you still retain it. McGa- like Wink Martindale is someone that You never had a relationship, right? And I admire the fact that he hired him without knowing it. And the relationship was
2: toxic. Not toxic, but it was it was it was headbutting. Because I don't want to say
0: it was toxic because they had success. You're right, but that's 0 for one. Thomas McGahee, I inherited, I'm keeping him 0 for two. Mike Kafka, I'm gonna bring him in, 0 for three. Like my point is if everything doesn't work, Mm -hmm. there doesn't come a point where you look around and say, boy, he didn't do a great job of that. That's a little concerning. What, hiring the staff?
2: Yes. Yeah. I mean, but that's also on Joe Shane. It's also on the organization. They
0: that's why That's why two things can be true. Like, Mike Kafka's not a great offensive coordinator. If he leaves, mm-hmm. like, of course I wouldn't sit here telling you you should be devastated. But it does make you wonder about the head coach. And wondering about the head coach is fine off of a season like this in which there's so much turnover. Right. I think it's fine to worry. You're not a little worried, Sean. No, a little I think. Bit, tiny bit. I'm
3: actually not. I just think the Wink Martindale Brian Dable feud, which I think Dable probably also needs to take some ownership in, has clouded everything about these other coordinators. Right. Optically, it's not good to lose all three coordinators. But like Tiki pointed out, if you lost the one good one because you guys are beef, and that's that's a separate entity from the Giants needed to upgrade their special teams and offensive coaching position. Sorry, they yeah. did.
2: That's fact. Bobby Johnson was bad. I I mean, I like the guy, but he was bad. Mm. Uh. The offensive play calling was bad.
0: I get you. Everybody it, was bad except for Brian Dable. No, Brian no.
2: Dable's head coach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but like, he's
3: I mean, allowed to to maybe he stinks in two years and they get rid of him. He's allowed to self identify the problems. And no one's saying he's not to allowed
0: do. to self identify it. I'm not saying he's not allowed to do it. If I'm saying it's a little concerning. If you're if you give be this much turnover, it's a little bit. That's just by the way I look at it. Know, I'm a I little just, concerned. I, I
2: just think that I just think the language on the like, it's like that. It's like your hair's on fire. It's like everybody's like burning down buildings just because. There's a little electrical twitch on an outlet in the basement. The building's not on fire, right? It's just, there's
0: things that are wrong. You know what just hit me, though? Oh, this is sweet. This really just hit me. All season long, the majority of our discussion on this show and on this radio station was jet controversy, jet controversy, jet controversy, and jet controversy. It was was. was
2: Aaron Rodgers' controversy. Well, that's the same. Zach Wilson sucks. (laughs) Aaron Rodgers' controversy. Well, that's the same thing. Zach stinks. Yes. Uh, Aaron Rodgers' controversy. Trevor Simeon's
0: not much better. Right. (laughs) Yeah, so basically that, except you phrased it differently. (laughs) And this offseason over the last two weeks, we've only had two weeks of this offseason, has been all giant controversies. Like, the Jets don't exist anymore. It's been one controversy that... two. I'm
3: sorry, Daves. Two dopes keep trading sources for papers going at each other.
1: <laughs> right?
0: It's been one expanded controversy. Right. I, I get it. I get it. You could phrase it however you want. You would just agree with me that for most of the season, and you're right the way you described it, for most of the season, it was jet controversy, jet controversy, jet controversy. The two weeks since the offseason has started... It has all been giants, giants, giants. that's what I'm saying.
2: Because there's no change happening with the Jets. Well,
0: there's no controversy around the
2: Jets.
3: Well, I mean, but,
0: but there's I mean, no. You know, Rodgers versus
2: Jimmy Kimmel. But.
3: <laughs> right.
0: right.
2: Well, that wasn't Jets related. That was you know Aaron Rodgers related. It's all Aaron Rodgers related, especially when he said you got to get all the. BS that has nothing to do with football out of the building. Well,
0: guess what? Over the last two weeks, no BS. Yeah, but the Giants no.
3: recognize they have a problem. They're fixing it. The Jets don't, and they're running it back. That's why there's no controversy. <laughs> See, oh, there's a
0: controversy that they're idiots, is the and they're running
3: it back, and they're allowing one he guy to the,
0: control them. The world I live in when I'm surrounded by Giant fans is I make a very valid point and each, each one of you. Is Lugie's point you, not valid? Is my point not valid? Is all, Sean's point not valid? You all all to, our points are valid. I mean, we
3: are. And Lugie,
2: that's a home run. It's Lugie's best point.
3: All right.
0: right? You all try to poke holes in me Dude, just saying. You need your own show off of that one.
3: You <laughs> already has one. Why well, have the Luke hours 6 every
0: night, Monday through Friday? There you go. Let's go to Tom and Morris Park. What's up, Tom? Gentlemen, distinguished panel, they should go back to when the head coach is- the coach, they would hire their uh, drinking buddies as the assistant coaches. <laughs> right. But before I make my point, guys, before I make my point, I just want to give Tommy Lugower a humongous compliment. Ooh. A couple of weeks ago, he we did the early morning show on a Sunday. Listen, I didn't know Tommy was that well-rounded. He's talking about space aliens, UFOs, <laughs> JFKs. Was that, was that you, Tommy, by the way? That was an overnight yeah. around 3 a.m. You got to
3: go to the alien talk. <laughs> when the phones nice. are a little lighter.
0: Nice. Did you say that they playing. didn't exist?
3: I yeah, said that but- I need to see proof. I need to see a photo. Everybody says, oh, they've seen an alien. I need to see somebody take a selfie with an alien.
0: Thank you. And then finished off a space alien shot JFK. But anyway, guys, <laughs> back to the clients. Listen, this offense, right? I really believe you have a single-digit football IQ if you think... An offensive line means nothing. You got to listen. You got to overbuild the offensive line because there might be problems with guys having a bad year, guys getting injured, and some guys don't work out, and guys all together now, come on, it's the primary season. Go be Ken and go. There's my guy. I wish he was running. Except yeah. he's not running. Yeah. Except I don't wish he was running. By the way, did you hear about the new giant controversy? What's that? <sighs> Are you ready for this one? Yeah. Tommy, get it ready. One of your football players has decided, Yeah, I play a little football, but I also really like to perform. Mm -hmm. I'm a musician. And since I didn't play great football this year, and since I missed a significant amount of time this year, I'm going to go full bore, and I'm going to show you that I'm more than just a tight end that's often injured. (laughs) I'm going to show you I can be a star. So, ladies and gentlemen, Darren Waller... The Musician. I know,
1: yeah, it's a reason why I'm on here. I ain't gonna cap, I had a long year. Lessons turn to blessings, but we strong here. F*** just try to size me up. Clip is extra long, gotta do it big. Like a draft suit from LeBron, yeah. Get a ass a three-piece. on what I'm reppin' till I decease. cease Cook a classic wrestling and then I repeat. The way that rap is changing, I ain't with it. It's the retreat, I'm activated, steppin' on it. This- like I got three feet with the insoles. Yeah, told me body this. That's a tenfold. Trust me with your life. I ain't running around telling info. You know I got your back in your front. It's not a stunt. All these shooters sending shots till they get sinful. Stop it, dog. You know it's greatness. Wow. It's really out here trying to flex wow. racks. Knowing that they are in payments. It's getting colder, ain't it? And I hope you see the value of having a real in your corner daily, baby. Mm. <laughs> All
0: right, what do you think? That's uh, Darren Waller. Yeah. Oh, you're not impressed? No. no, it's just there. It's just there. It's just there. He's there. not a uh, Teddy Crunches or whatever yeah. this guy is. Uh, Teddy, Darren Waller t- announced t- he's recording an album. Teddy he's Swim, releasing a single in February. So I don't know if this is his single, but or just a preview of his single. What? But how about Darren Waller wow. spitting some beats? Yeah, I mean, I give him credit for yeah. going outside of his box. But
2: <laughs> I, I mean, it's, I, just, I, it's a little chunky. Yeah. Right? It's it's right. The flows. It's not like flow. It doesn't like. It's a lot like his seasons. They get interrupted, and (laughs) then they keep going.
3: (laughs) Do you approve of that, Sean, or no? Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I I didn't think it was the worst thing, and whatever. A little hobby on the side is fine. I mean, uh, my question is, what gets released first, the single or him?
0: (laughs) (laughs) He was a disappointment in year one. He will be back, they said. He'll be back. Good job, by Darren. You know what? I know nothing about music, but that sounded good. I'm good with that. Are you saying you could do better? No. Do you have any musical talents, Tiki?
2: Yeah, I have a great voice. Oh, you can sing? Yes. But I do not rap. That's and right. You I would you can, never rap. <laughs> so you, what kind of singing do you do? Like uh, Broadway? Because you did Broadway show. I did do Broadway. Dance, too. Oh, look at thigh that. Thigh-high stilettos. Six-inch thigh-high stilettos. Wow. It's quite impressive.
0: Can you... Do you perform like... Uh, what's that thing called? Oh, instruments. Do you do instruments? No. no. I instrument? wish I did. What's that I, thing called? Instruments? <laughs> I forgot for a second. It's the one thing I wish I would have done when
2: I was younger. Gotcha. You. I just never... Didn't have a musical, like... You instrument... Never... You never played. You, a well, mean, I had to do it. I to, every kid has to do it,
3: right? You never played a mean hot
2: cross buns on the recorder. No, I had a trombone. I was a tromboner. <laughs> oh, were you? Oh, yes,
0: I was too. Yes. Oh, I, as you were getting
2: that cheeky bone. Yeah,
0: Fred, <laughs> like, give, like, give me the meat. Bone. I want you know, the that meat
2: thing that, the, t- the trombone. You like yeah. bone it, cheeky bone. Right. <laughs> I'm coming for that ass. <laughs> well, said.
0: we'll come back and get to your calls. 877-337-6666. And how do we see upsets this weekend? Tiki lays out the formula for Green Bay to shock the world, for the Bucks to surprise some people, and even for the Texans to get to their first ever championship game. The eve of divisional weekend in the NFL. We'll get into some of these games coming up. If you're just tuning in, the Astros signed Josh Hader to a mega contract. Five years, 95 million bucks. A lot to get to throughout this beautiful Friday. Toll-free numbers, 877-337-6666. Hey, dude, remember I told you my wife bought this awesome bird feeder camera? <laughs> yes. And I can't get enough of it, so the birds come up, they eat, and it's all on film. And I have an app on my phone. I go watch the birds eat. Did the squirrels get in it yet? Got a squirrel in it. You're 100% right, but I got something better than that. Two, bird, two birds got into a fight. What? And I got it on video, yeah. Are you kidding? Not even kidding. You. Two birds. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, they got into a, like a fist fight. Now, they don't have fists, so it's not really a fist fight. But they were but flapping it, their wings at each other? It was a peck fight. They were pecking at each other. Oh, nice.
3: Wow. Did yeah. you throw one stone? Did I what? <laughs> Did you just throw one stone? I don't know what that means. Killed two birds with one stone?
0: Oh, I see. <laughs> By the way, speaking of things, I didn't know what you meant. I looked up what Tiki and Sean and Lugie were laughing at yesterday when they said, don't Google BBC. Hey, let me just say this. It wasn't the British Broadcasting Company. So now I got it. Thank you. Whip out the jumbo pack. I didn't know what you meant. I Fred, know, Fred Katz, also interested. <laughs> <laughs> has Fred Katz, the Knicks reporter, addressed the fact that when he tried to link out a story earlier today, he put an adult website instead? I'm has, whipping one out. Has he addressed that yet? Not no. directly. Not directly, right. Okay. He kind of indirectly wink, wink. did. Can you get Fred Katz's number? And can we pop him up? Right. Hit and bust. <laughs> Let's talk, us, talk 30 just, seconds of OG out of OB. In tell, right.
2: tell us what you were doing before you said the article.
0: Can you reach <laughs> out to
3: Fred? Please? Sure. I mean, the problem is, do
0: we know Fred's married or not? Well, is he embarrassed by this? Well, Well, I'm married. Like, if I accidentally linked to an adult site, my wife wouldn't leave me. She'd say, what was going on? I'd say,
3: well, you know. Could be an awkward, uncomfortable night in a cat's house. Mm. You know what I mean? You embarrass yourself publicly. Now I look bad because Uh, you need that. Why does
2: she look bad?
3: Tiki, look, some women, you know. Uh, So all he did was link accidentally to
0: an adult website instead of his Knicks article. Like, it's not a crime. But could you Can you reach out to him <laughs> yes. and ask him for a comment off air? Then, if he doesn't want to come sure, on, air? sure, sure. And if he does want to come on air, thirty seconds on, out of no beat, and then you know uh, he wants to speak on air. <laughs> yes, if he wants to comment on the situation. I'm on team Fred, by the way. It was an innocent mistake. It's not like I'm killing him. Oh, I agree. Okay, we Fred's have support for Fred's, him. Fred's a man of the people. Yeah. Peacock. Have you clicked on the link?
3: <laughs>
0: I haven't, man. I'm afraid. All right, I don't know what's gonna corrupt your phone nah. or your computer. I also don't know what he's into. That's the thing, too. And do you, you don't want to know. <laughs> do you really want
3: to? If you knew somebody, knew somebody, then do you really want to click on their porn links? You don't want to know
0: what other people are into. I think eventually I will, because I'll be curious. Uh. So maybe tonight, maybe later. <laughs> okay, I'm a three and a half inch guy. Yeah, do you do feel it, like to do a it at home? Situation. There. Do it at home, so we don't get a, a, a HR over here. <laughs> no, you're right. I wouldn't do it here. I wouldn't want to get in. I'm an attractive time. woman. <laughs> Let's go to uh, Andrew and Shirley. What's up, Andrew? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on this is the number one show by a long shot. That's very sweet. Um, I'll make three points. I'll make them as quick as one. And if you can answer each, be fine. Um, to the Giants' point, most of us won't care if Kafka goes. He was the guy we all wanted out if we had to pick anyone. Yeah. And we'd rather Dable call to you know
2: shots and get a guy he won't argue with. And we won't have to hear about this nonsense anymore. <laughs> um
0: Plus, they have less time to yell to the de- uh, defensive coordinator if he's calling plays. Secondly, great point. Um, the Mets.
2: That's actually a subtle great point. <laughs> the,
0: the, the Mets, um, if they want us to buy this whole nonsense of, hey, we're sort of half competing, it's not about this year, You know, easily easily tradable um, type contracts, why is David Robertson and Horry Soler not on the team already to at least put my butt in the seat? Because mm. um, then I'll feel at least Slightly more competitive oh, well, than isn't, Ed that, it, isn't that interesting that? Because I said something last week about this with the Mets, how I trust the uh, David Cohen. Uh, David David Cohen. Yeah. David uh, Stephen Cohen. <laughs> Steve Cohen. Yeah. Whatever his stupid name is. And, and, and David Stearns. And David Stearns. I trust that they're not done yet because I think it would be a half measure. Right. And that I don't think he would do that to the fans. And you said, do you really think adding a DH would put people in the seats? Because I said, boy, if he doesn't do anything else, you're risking that City Field could become very dark right. in the middle of this summer. Here is a caller who called up this radio station today, unprovoked. We haven't talked about the Mets other than a brief mention of their comparison to the Giants. And he literally said, if you sign me Jorge Soler and David Robertson, I am in the seats. You've sold me. Wow. That's well, fascinating, yeah. right? I mean... <laughs> it feels like it's the one-off.
2: I mean, assuming that Jeff McNeil is back to who he is and Nemo is great and et cetera, et cetera, um, you need it, that extra bat. They do need an extra right? bat, and which so, I've laid out. So you said Soler. I guess J.D. Martinez is still kind of in the conversation. Justin Turner. Justin Turner. Reese even I do love Justin Turner because he's 39 years old, but he's a good third baseman. So, I mean, he's, he's going to be fine, I, I, I think. But I,
0: it just makes you feel fuller. It does. I think it changes a lot of things. I'll answer that real quick. David Robertson was really bad at the end of last season, and apparently, I think Tim Healy put this information out a few days ago, David Robertson isn't even sure he's going to pitch this season. So Mm. let's just put him on the back burner. I'm not sure how intrigued he is about coming back, but I think your point is a bullpen arm. And I think with Jorge Soler, I'm intrigued by him too, but is it going to take three years? He's not signing a one-year contract. No. Justin Turner, J.D. Martinez, more likely to sign one-year deals. That's the way I would (laughs) Antonio Pierce is the head coach of the Raiders. Oh, yeah! congrats. There you go. That's amazing. That's congrats.
2: great. That is awesome. And I mean, ma- look, we, we long suspected this. And when you start getting the star players, Max Crosby, basically saying, if you do not sign Antonio Pierce as your head coach, I will request a, request a trade. Yes. Right? That's basically what he said. Yes. Uh, you knew that it was going to happen. Devontae Adams felt the same way. Uh, look, he brought an energy. He brought a, an accountability. And really talking to them, because we did one of their games, a simplicity to their game that made them be able to compete and play fast, right? It was just, it was the right hire. I think it was the right interim because they could have hired a couple of other guys in an interim capacity, including Patrick Graham, who used to be the D.C. here in New York. He's now the D.C.- in oak and in, uh in los and in Las Vegas, but they could have hired him as interim. Instead, they went with AP, and it had the desired result. So, that's great, man. Great and congratulations
0: Con- to AP. Congrats man. to Antonio Pierce. I think that's good news because he earned it. That's yeah. why it's good news because can- he went out and coached his ass off, and the Raiders were a different team, and the players bought in, like you said. And it's just the right move. I also think there's two local angles to this decision. Number one.
2: Obviously, the pipe dream, Antonio Pierce, defensive coordinator, gone for the Giants. Which, number- by the way, I didn't like. Because right. he would be, look, he's learning how to be a head coach. Right. He would have had to learn how to be a D.C. He's never been yeah. a D.C. either. So
3: I, I agree, but a lot of Giant fans had their eyes on it. And number right. two, Jet Angle. I, I think Devontae
0: Adams, that pipe dream's over. Uh, yeah. uh, you know what's funny? I, Devon- don't know, I don't know if that was ever really going to happen. I was also going to say, like, if you told me the Jets are getting Devontae Adams, I'm not saying no. Mm-hmm. I'm not one to say no, thank you. But that's not an obsession of mine. As a Jet fan, yeah, they could use another receiver, of course. But you're going to get one. Yeah, well, that's kind of right. my thought. Like, it, was it really going to be worth the assets it was going to take? So I have a lot of pipe dreams, Sean. I have a lot of them. Some of them aren't in line with my fellow Jet fans. In fact, I'll give you another pipe dream. This is a very, I don't want to say unpopular opinion, but under the radar opinion. I want Bryce Huff back. Hmm. That means a lot to me. Yeah. And I think that would be a mistake that Joe Douglas will regret if he's gone. So if you told me the Jets are working out a long-term extension with Bryce Huff, in a weird way, that would excite me more than giving up significant draft capital for Devontae Adams. I think he would be great to keep. I just think, as we said before, other teams
2: are going to value him more
0: than what the Jets. Well, the Jets should value him more.
2: I know, I know, but think about the money that there's... there's potentially going to be spinning on the defensive side
0: of the ball soon.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. Giants my value Now, if he does leave in free agency, (laughs) will you huff and puff? Uh, Uh, Well, uh, well, I'll I'll
0: uh, hope they'll put a... I see what you did there. I hope they put a tender on him so at least they get a draft pick back. That would be my uh, answer to that. All right, real quick before we get back to your calls. We got four games this weekend. I'm excited. We're all excited. It's freaking football. Okay? We're all pumped up. Some of these games feel... Like they may be ugly and over early. The lines are big. Excuse me. The lines. The lines are, are big. big. I thought you said the lions are big. I'm like, <laughs> uh, yes. They're, well, they're
2: big favorites. But.
0: <laughs> the San Francisco game. Can you explain to me how the Packers win this game? <laughs> the- Walk me through how Jordan Love does something Aaron Rodgers was not able to do throughout his NFL career. So the you have to bring extra pressure on Brock Purdy, but have
2: great man defenders and. They have a couple, I mean, Jair Alexander is a good defender for the, for the Packers because that's the only time I've seen Brock Purdy make mistakes this year. If you just sit back in zone, which is what the Packers like to do a lot of, he's going to pick you apart. And their athletes are too good, right? You get Christian McCaffrey the ball in space. It's an it's an advantage, San Francisco. You get Debo Samuel, Brandon Iu, George Kittle. You get them the ball in space. What happens in zones, and that's what you know the the Packers like to do. It, he's going to eat you apart. The one game he struggled this year, he had pressure on him, and he and he couldn't get rid of the ball at his leisure. And so, the only way they can do is put pressure on Brock Purdy, and then more importantly. Jordan Love's got to be perfect.
0: That's what I'm thinking. Like off the top of my head, gotta I think be
2: perfect. they got to outscore him. We have, they have to yeah. win
0: a 38-35 he game. He can't have m- three or four
2: empty possessions. Yeah, right. Every possession has to count. I'm not saying he's got to score on every possession, but he can't go three and out and give them a, a short field. That will be the death knell. Because I so, think the Niners are going to kill him. I do. That's this is the only game. I don't. There's a. I think three of these spreads are big. Or depends on how you want to describe big. I mean, the Detroit game six and a half is that big? Yeah, that's pretty okay. big. I mean, then, it's almost then, a touchdown. Then so. it's three out of four. So three out of the four big spreads. Of A couple of
0: them are nine, right? Well, yeah, the Baltimore game is nine and a half. The yep. San Francisco game is nine and a half. We mentioned the Detroit game is six and a half. And obviously, the game of the weekend, I think the game we're most all excited for is the Buffalo-Kansas City game, which right. last I saw is two and a half. But right. it's fluctuating. Yeah, just the last uh, point here on the on the Green Bay Packers. Kristen
2: Watson's going to have to have a a day that we've been waiting to see him have because he got hurt early in the season, hamstring, missed some time, came back. He hasn't really popped, but he's their like, right. go-hit-a-home-run threat. If they don't keep up, this 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 is the one I think could be a blowout.
0: Yeah, but you agree that while, yeah, if you could put pressure on Brock Purdy and wreck this game, that sounds great. The more yeah. realistic option is outscoring them. Yes. High-scoring game. 100%. How about the Texans? I mean, I don't know. What, I mean, here, it's improbable that they're here, first of all. By the way, put that in perspective, because <laughs> right. I'm glad you said that. The Houston Texans came into this season with two hundred to one odds to win the Super Bowl. They are only the seventh team ever wow. in the sixteen-game season era. Now it's seventeen games, right. but yeah. you know what I mean. To make the playoffs after having two hundred to one odds, and according to a very trusty source, and I'll tell you who it is, <laughs> Mike Francesa. Huh? I listen to his podcast every like day. Good information. According to Mike, and Mike is never wrong. So don't, don't sit here questioning him. Are you, no. about, are you about to say he's wrong? No, I've never seen him be wrong on a report ever. Okay. Or a prediction. The ever. Houston Texans are the first team in 40 years to make the division around after having 200 to 1 odds to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And the last team to do it, I'm going to give Sean three guesses. Go. It's been over 40 years. Who is it? 40 years? Oh, you don't know that? You don't know history? Okay. Don't sit there (laughs) with your low-flow
3: shower-pressure hair and tell me what I don't don't know.
0: It's it's the Giants. That's the reason I I referred to you. Oh. The 1981 New York Giants. Wow. Wow. According to Mike, who I believe he's never been wrong. 200-to-1 odds coming into the season. Second worst odds in the NFL. How about that? Yeah. And they're not only a playoff team. They are sitting here in the divisional round, a win away from the championship game. So... Please continue. I just wanted to give proper context to your point that it's amazing they're even here.
2: It's amazing they're here. They have a rookie head coach, and they have a rookie quarterback. Yes. But when you go look at, like, the other positions that matter in the NFL, you look at uh, quarterback, C.J. Stroud has been fantastic. You look at uh, left tackle, Laramie Tunsil is one of the best in the game. You go look at a shutdown corner, Derek Stingley has been fantastic, Mm. right? You look at... An edge rusher, because that's the other thing you need. Will Anderson, yeah, yeah another rookie. Yep. He he's been fantastic. Christian Harris, who was a linebacker, also from Alabama, uh, a couple years before Will Anderson, he had a huge, impactful game last weekend. So, like, they have the talent. It's just surprising that they're here. I know that this is one of the big numbers. This is one that's little, like, I think sneaky cover for the for the for this for, for the Texans because we know Lamar as great as he's been. It's a different situation down there. Obviously, they got a new offensive coordinator and everything, but like he's one and three in the postseason. Like, for what, whether it's the pressure or whether it's, I don't know. And 0 2 at home. Right. Like, he hasn't been great in these moments. Now he's aware of it. That's the the beauty of Lamar. He's not like one of those guys that's like, yeah, you know, we're going to put on on the field. He's like, dude, I got to win now. Right? He understands it. But can't that also be a bad thing? It can because it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah. that you think about it and talk yeah. about it. But yeah. at least he's aware of it. At least he's not like a deniist. So like I think that the Texans can cover this game. I do believe that a, a grounding, meaning a, a, a running, a, ground, a grounded out Lamar, Baltimore Ravens, who also have an elite defense, are going to win. But I don't think this one gets away from them even though it seems like it could be a well, paper. Well, you hit
0: on, I think, the thing I worry about. And I mentioned at the beginning of the playoffs, actually before that, when Kansas City had that kind of heel-turn moment mm-hmm. when Pat Mahomes yeah. and everybody was bitching and moaning about the penalty that was called, that shouldn't have been called, or it mm-hmm. should have been called with Kadarius Toney, ironically against Buffalo. Right. That was the Buffalo game. That the Chiefs kind of turned heel. And I said to you, you know what? The Ravens are the most likable team left in the AFC. 100%. And I stand by that. Like, I like John Harbaugh. I like, like Lamar Jackson. I got nothing against the Ravens. Hell, even Odell is likable now. Yeah, I got no <laughs> issue with Odell. You guys yeah. are giant fans like Odell, right? I love Odell. Yes. So, I, I don't have any issue with the Ravens, but I worry. And you laid out the worry. Quarterbacks sometimes have to kind of slay the dragon. Mm-hmm. And it's the dragon of a reputation. Yep. And Lamar Jackson right now. And I want him to slay it. I want him to. I'm rooting for him. He's got to slay that postseason dragon because he's 1-3 and in the playoffs. And more than that, I think back to 2019. That's the year I think about because that was the year where they had a first round bye. That Mm -hmm. was the year where they were in this very round in their own building. This was supposed to be Lamar Jackson's moment after what happened the year earlier. What happened the year earlier? He was so bad. And granted, he was a rookie. Right, took over for, yep, he was. 2018, got drafted, 32nd, took over for Joe Flacco. He takes over for Joe Flacco. He's in the playoffs, and in the middle of that playoff game, correct me if I'm wrong, see if you guys remember this, the crowd was chanting for Joe Flacco. Yeah. They were chanting for Joe Flacco. And I really thought that divisional round game against Tennessee, all right, he's going to show the world this is his league. And he turned the ball over a bunch of times, and it was ugly, and they lost to the Titans. Derrick Henry rushed for 100 and whatever it was. Yeah. It was ridiculous. And that game, I know it's been five years, four years, it's in my mind. And that's my worry about the Ravens. When you talk about the Texans pulling off the subset, I think to me and a lot of others, it's probably more about Lamar and the Ravens kind of busting through than it is even the Texans and what they accomplished a week ago. Right. It's all about whether or not,
2: you know, Lamar... Feels the pressure that in the expectation. This is second MVP, at twenty seven years old. That's a great this is accomplishment. A second one. Huh? I think it, did Pat Mahomes have two before? I think he he's either the second or for, or the, now the youngest for two MVPs if he does win it, which presumptively he will, right? But there's a lot of pressure that comes with that
0: because these other guys like Pat Mahomes, he's got his championship. Yeah the the problem Lamar Jackson's going to run into. Is that not as much around here because I don't think we spend that much time doing this endlessly. Mm-hmm. But if the Baltimore Ravens lose this weekend to the Houston Texans with no Dak Prescott to beat up anymore, mm-hmm. with no Dallas Cowboys to mock, right, the national stage will attack Lamar Jackson. Well, I don't I don't actually I they don't, will attack I don't him. I don't think they will. Why? It's because
2: first of all, he's 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 still young. And he's have just won the MVP. And so it makes it if, worse. If he, but if he was 30, it'd be like, oh, he's never going to get it done. Like, that's the conversation that people are having about Dak right now. Oh, uh, he's 31. You know, Tony Romo was done at 34. Granted, Tony had back problems and all his other stuff. But it's like, oh, you're getting a 31 now, Dak. I don't, you're running out of opportunities. The team's only going to stay together for so many more years. You look at the Ravens, it's like, man, they just drafted Zay Flowers, mm. right? The, uh, Odell's not going to be there for the long haul, but they got some good pieces on defense as well. Like they, They're one of the best coached teams over the last decade. You feel like there's at least five or six more opportunities for Lamar Jackson. I agree that there will and, be, but that's and, not going to stop people from and, attacking them. And, no, and and I think the only way, only way they lose is if C.J. Stroud is exceptional. And if C.J. Stroud is exceptional, we're going to be more focused on, damn, that kid is unbelievable, right? C.J. Stroud is a stud. Nico Collins and all the, you know, the you know the, the running back. I'm forgetting his name now. Uh, uh, Singletary, who has been fantastic uh, in Alec Pierce's, uh, in, uh, in, in Singletary spot. I think it, it's been amazing what they've done. And I think the story will be more on C.J. Stroud than it'll be on Lamar Jackson. Because I, I, I feel that the only way that they're going to win is if C.J. Stroud is unbelievable.
0: Yeah, sometimes the world isn't fair, though. I get what you're saying, but the world ain't fa- It ain't a know, fair place sometimes. I just
2: don't think so. I just don't think
0: Hopefully so. Hopefully we don't find out. I'm rooting for Lamar. We'll come back with your calls, 877-337-6666. And another edition of Does This Guy Deserve a Video Tribute? Evan and Tiki on the fan. Tune In is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports.
1: clock at 4. Doncic.